It's old school comes home day as the boys are all in the car. We're going to start our cruise around Bridgeport. We've got, of course, let's introduce everybody. You know who they are. To my left in the back seat of the Kia Telluride is Mr. Chip Jamerson. This is the day we've been, we've been hyping this day for two months now. It's here. Can't wait to see. I mean, we don't know what's going to happen. I no, mean, no There's clue. no agenda. There's no, we, let's just let the day play out. Yeah, this, this podcast will probably air after what we do later. The basketball game, uh, when we're live there, is going to be the first podcast. This one will probably come out um, in a week after that or so, but uh, this is going to be a great day. Gary Emmons, old number nine, old school comes home. Well, it was. Uh, very excited to be back. Joy, I got to enjoy a nice lunch at Gray's. We just did a little tour of Bridgeport Grade School. Thanks to Tony Gaither for letting us in. So, yeah, I was excited to do this and excited to be back. So much fun today. Very nostalgic. And then taking a rare few moments off from that farming <laughs> dynasty from south of Bridgeport, riding in the shotgun position, Mr. David King. Hi, guys. Great. Good to be here. Got hit, got hit with the memories going through the old Bridgeport grade school. We'll talk about that more later. Yeah, yeah. thanks to Coach Gator for uh, yeah, that was awesome taking us through. Gary, start us off. Where are we at? What are we doing? What are, what are, what, are, what, are, what do we got? Well, uh, we came to uh, a very uh, nostalgic place for a few of us. We came to the tank farm and our. Uh, so I guess we're going to start here with some. Memories and stories that uh, we enjoyed here at the Bridgeport Tank Farm. Yeah, um, things look a lot like like it did um, with the this. I guess this tank farm's had a few facelifts over the yeah. years. We Always. have a grass infield now. Yeah, it's dirt when we were when we played on it, well, and what? it was uh, slanted in a pretty bad way out near shortstop. It was a uh, it wasn't a level playing field by any means back then. I now when I was playing, it was before TJ. McClellan started that first renovation and it was it was bare bones up here I mean it was just concrete blocks it wasn't painted now there was a tank in right field as well right yeah they've taken one of yeah. those down yeah. for sure at least yeah. at least one I remember the fence over there there was a, a ladder I don't know if that's still there or not a ladder to climb over and grab foul balls but uh, there wasn't wasn't a whole lot of frills at that point no batting cages or or a, no a, press a box, no press boxes, stand, no uh, bathrooms. Yeah, yeah. There was, was no it. way to buy a coke, right? No. no, no. Yeah, you had to bring it. Yeah, it seems like eventually, maybe after we they had put like a little one of those um like uh, sheds, like little barns out here. But that was after, and then now they now it's yeah. very. I mean, now it's like Ridley very up to date and yeah. current. And yeah, you can use the bathroom, which is a nice yeah. I mean, addition. we would the the men would go out to let behind the left field fence and use the restroom and. Um, I'm not sure what the women the, just suffered. I yeah, guess. you just couldn't go if you. Or were they a went home. They went. Yeah. <laughs> Most people were within a few minutes of probably the their yeah. house from here. So yeah, I remember coming off, you know, playing little league, and then coming to Babe Ruth League where you played at the tank farm. It was kind of neat that you were playing like distances the same distance the major leaguers played on, but the um, amenities were so you kind of felt like in a way you were. Um, Early 1900s or something. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, you were losing that press box and concession stand and those yeah. bleachers you had at the little league field, and it's back to the way baseball is meant to be played, I guess. Well, there's there's uh, lights here now too, and of course, True. when, when uh, we were playing, uh, there were games that, yeah. that they didn't they didn't get a finish because or, due to darkness, it so, would come yeah. into effect. Yes, played some of those early uh, early spring games. 
but the field for the most part looks good. Like I say, the grass infield now, and and uh, I don't. I know Chris Seitzinger now, the coach of the the Saluki baseball squad, and and uh, there were some really really good teams. I mean, as far as my high school career. Um, our baseball team and wrestling teams probably kind of carried the the banner. It's true. Uh, yeah. Basketball and football weren't were very strong at that point, but we had some great baseball teams. I think I'd have to go back and look for sure. I think I played in the regional final every year of okay. my of my high school career, and and unfortunately didn't bring any home. And we've talked about the the Mount Carmel loss in the regional final before, and we're. Coming up on the Meet the Host Brian Emmons episode, we'll I'm sure we'll dive into that during that. But that was a game that we felt like we should have won. And but uh, Mook, who's who's the in your eyes, if you had to to give the ball to one person on the bump during your career, who would that be? Uh, probably easy, but Brandon Smith for sure. Yeah. Uh, he was the still the king of the hill even through his senior year for sure and. King of the Hill in a game seven situation. I mean, that's who you want on the mound because clutch is, you know, what he's right. known for. Yeah. So you got to give to him in game seven. Yeah. And, and was fortunate enough to play. I always said it's probably the best baseball team I ever played on was the 91 baseball team where we won the first regional in the school's history in baseball at that point. And he was obviously a big part of that team for sure. But, uh, yeah, that was uh, definitely Brandon Smith for sure, no doubt. That's an easy one. Yeah, I, I, for my era, it would be, I don't know, probably you could go one, two, Doug or Shannon Grismer um, on the hill. I would probably give the nod to Shannon. I think he may have become a little more of a complete pitcher really? by the time he was done. Yeah, and that, that's, that's a bit of a surprise to me. That, that takes not nothing done. away from Doug. He was amazing. I, mean, I think you just took something away from him. <laughs> well, I guess I did. Uh, but uh, we'll give, give Shannon the nod there and – I God, I played with some good baseball players, man. Over the years, in my four years, um, just some really good players, older than me, my age, and younger than me. You know, I had yeah. Stacy, Stacy, and Jimmy Worth, and Lance and Clifford coming behind me. So, and, and, and I'm sure I've stated it many times before. I'm sure, but it's stated great, again. Great, great youth pro. I mean, the, the oh, little yeah. league program at Bridgeport and at Sumner, very strong um, the um, youth programs and the um, what else was I going? Oh, just a lot of guys that play like Sandlot baseball. I oh, mean, yeah, we played a, we played, played a at lot. seed school and just played. People played baseball all day long. Yeah, they didn't play on travel teams where they went to to Oklahoma and played in the World Series of whatever. But they yeah, they played baseball against other good baseball players seven eight hours a day. It's yeah. funny. I was about, I just answered my own question. I was going to say like in the years like we like in the regional you played like you played at your home sites. There wasn't like a a, a like in the second rounds when you went and played right. on the side. Yeah, first I was going to say, like, a still Red, that way. why did Red Hill back in our – we never hosted anything. And then Michael Squeary said that because there was absolutely zero fac- facilities yeah. here to host. Probably anything. didn't meet all the IHSA guidelines <laughs> or, or to any host of the them. postseason. We event. had the field and four bases and yes. a, a fence, but that was – Yeah, when I started, that was literally it. And as For I sure. look out to right field right now, I'm thinking of the old mechanical scoreboard, scoreboard that used to be out there. Roxy and – Roxy Bluebaum and Heather Brown, when I was playing, they would have to – carry the stack of numbers out there. They'd sit on the, and then I think eventually Chris York and Jody Lawson did that in my senior year, and there was a little bench for them to sit out, and they'd just, mechan- you know, just, not just put the, hang the numbers wow. for each inning as we they We talked went. about, I mean, that's old school as it yeah. gets out there. 
That's for sure. Our, we had uh, Cindy Brown, Jamie Gray were our managers all the way through, and they were in my class, so they went all the way through with me. Brian Small okay. was a oh, yeah. super, uh, uh, yeah. super fan, and he was a manager when, when I first started. Reserve um, seats right next to us in the Red Hill Gym, which we'll be at later tonight. Um, and so he so Cindy Brown passed the torch to Heather when she graduated. Yeah, I guess like. so, so, yeah. We've yeah. never really gotten into that. You, we think we've covered everything on the podcast, then we uncover something new. Uh, King, did you have much of a connection to Red Hill Baseball at all? Not really. How many games yeah. at the Tank Farm have you attended in your life? I know one for sure. I, I think yeah. that's it. One, it? maybe two. I've got that video. I, I was videoing. Yeah, he, he's been to one game in his life, and it's on video. Yeah, yeah. that's the, the chance of that in 1992. Uh, yeah, because yeah. yeah, Pedro was yeah Pedro was. In well, video, I think so. for the for the circuit uh, the. Uh, for this podcast's sake, this was a great place to start. Yeah. At uh, at the old tank farm. We'll a see where people... Gary takes us next. Are we staying on the air or are we going to yeah, like, let's okay. just stay on the air. And let's we, just we don't know where Gary's going to stop next, but we'll talk while he you know, as, we, as we pulled in still, I guess it's sadly enough, but there's only two regional championships that's ever been. Yeah, you and you won them both. We were, I was there for both I of mean, them. I mean, it's – you, Chris Ralston, D. Holloway. Well, D. didn't finish our senior year. Okay, so, so Bobby. Bobby was on the team, and he didn't play much. I think in like my sophomore year, your senior year. Right, but, but he was on. And I Juice think, didn't play his sophomore uh, year. So is it just you? Thank you and Kurt, me and Rooster Ralston were. I think that was it. And Bobby would have been in uniform though, yes, right? So yes. he's part of the. So yep, you three yep. are the only ones. I think that Chris was a. Uh, Chris was already catching a lot of things. I think Gene wasn't catching that much. Nah, yeah, he so. moved more to outfield. Yeah. Then. We had rooster catching. So we're approaching. This is pressure that I'm driving. So, so you're trying to figure out where we're at. Where If you know where the Schicks lived, where Bud and Cindy Schick lived, Colin Bud Schick and Cindy Schick lived, we're going by their house and we're turning left. Heading down toward Brian Smith's old uh, employer, Fox Salvage. Yes. And a new uh, softball field here, you know, wasn't here. Leanne West. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we field. Uh, sister yep. of uh, Shane Lumpy Wilson, and they built that for the because when we the girls were playing with the because the softball program for the girls didn't start until nine or eighty eight or nine eighty eight I think it was the first year they started the little league fields right. where they started. Yep. So turning on what street is Chestnut? This? Ch- is it Chestnut? I always get confused down here. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I know I spent a lot of time about a block over here at Wayne Perry's yeah, house. Yeah, this is Chestnut. Oh, yeah, yeah, not going that yeah, way. Yeah, don't go down by Rhonda Brinkman's house. <laughs> Bridgeport changed. So I noticed as we were driving, or I was driving into town um, coming from the east, the sign said 1,900 people. I think pretty much a staple during my childhood was 2,300 yeah, yeah. is what so that sign lost always Lost a little read. bit. I was, uh, my babysitter lived in one of these houses here, and I saw a big house catch on fire. One of these, maybe where this empty lot is, but. One of these um, two, I think that one, the all the Ash boys lived in yeah, for a while. That might have been where my babysitter lived, Mike actually. Mike and Danny and, and all and, those guys lived And I was together. only like five, so I didn't remember a lot of details from the fire, but I posted about it one time, and um, Otis Hamill sent me a message on Facebook, like, he remembered every detail of the fire, and so it was neat to get it in. He's yep. no longer with us. I go back and read that message from time to time. He tells me about that fire. And one of those right there is where Hamels lived, right? Oh, well, that's... In, yeah, in that well, row, I there's believe. Why he, I, there's why he's an expert on that fire. <laughs> I'm sure he put that in the message, but I'll... Uh, I, I, I want to make mention something we passed. Right now. I'm not read Probably the one of the most uh, successful businesses in Bridgeport was Brian Lumber yeah. Company. Yeah, yeah. Goodwood it's, Goods. It's a, Le- a Leggett uh, Lumber Company now, but that was... 
solid place to go for all of your lumber needs. Jeff Lynn lived right through here yeah. as we're on Olive, is that right? Yeah. Olive Street. When yeah, that house is no longer town. there where they lived, but. Now you're getting down into Lawson country. Yep. Going down toward the post office. And there, Gary, when we get here to the post office, turn into the parking lot. I oh, remember yeah. one time there was a big controversy in Bridgeport because, um, you know, the post office, you could go in this front door all the time. It was left wide open because mm -hmm. people had mailboxes. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I remember it was a big controversy when I was a kid. Somebody went in there and took a crap on the floor. Oh, my. And so that was a big, uh, big, <laughs> big story in town. There used to be a little ramp right here on the back of the post office. Keep going around the other side of that air conditioner. Yeah, they put an air conditioner unit there. See that little ramp? So we would ride our bikes up there. You could ride up that little ramp and then across that little, I don't know what you call it. I was probably a federal, a federal offense if I was to guess. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. And then this little, we're staring right at this little yeah. alleyway right here. That was the, the shortcut if you were coming from a seed school area to get down to Landerman Park. Yeah, know. so there was the hardware store there. Ride your bike through that little alley. Just a little tiny alley. I remember coming to this hardware store, the one that sits right behind the post office, and uh, we would always come down there and buy ping pong balls. They always always had those and tennis it, balls. Great hardware store. I mean, yeah, I an underrated store. I, I don't think about it enough, but had everything you would need. Oh, it seemed like it. So we're sitting here where the the old side of the American Legion. Yeah, right, right I, yeah I'm shocked at the the size of that pad. Which is on the other the, side of that house right yeah, there. Yeah, that the Legion actually sat on. But then when you think about it, the Legion wasn't very wide. It, it, was, more it was tall. tall three, and three floors. Yeah, three floors, so... We spent a lot of time in that basement uh, I, here. I say now it's it's kind of making fun of our maybe our childhood a little bit, but sometimes I say I grew up in the American Legion. I think uh, my, some days my dad would pick me up from school, school and, and we would go go inside there. And I remember, I I would I would hate to guess how many times we played this on the jukebox, the American Legion. Skip forward just a touch. I was expecting "Dirty Laundry" by Bob by Don Henley. Play me some mountain music. That was a grandma. Okay, not sure what's happening here, but anyway, um, we played that a lot on the on the old jukebox at the American Legion. And then, of course, probably back in '82, '83, right straight across from us was when the Bridgeport brought an arcade to town. Yes, I think there was a lot of uh, lawless <laughs> lawlessness in that place. I think a lot of. <laughs> Teenage arcade. smoking, and I don't know what else was going on, but I don't know how big the arcade even was. I think I went with the Smiths, took me there one time. I mean, uh, they had jukebox, I remember, which was cool. And Yeah, I remember only walking in there a couple times. I don't know if I was scared and left, or because, I mean, arcade would have been right up. Did you ever go there, Dave? Do you remember the arcade being there? I vaguely remember being there, but no, did not. And then next door down here, we had DNS oh, Video back in the, uh, in the 80s, was uh, during the VHS craze. Solid. Solid place. Very good place to uh, to go. And Deb on the weekends would run uh, like Nintendo tournaments. And like I said, famously, right. yep. I missed the Carlisle uh, Red Hill playoff football game in '88 because I was in a bases loaded. I think that's tournament. The, I think that's the first place around here you could rent Nintendo games. Oh, probably so. Yeah. So because Deloria's in Lawrenceville didn't. Uh, Cole House eventually did. But. You played Shane Dozer, right? I know Dozer was there. I can't remember who all was there, but I feel like that was the final matchup. You and Dozer. <laughs> I don't remember if I won that. I don't remember if I – I think Juice was here. Justin Shearer was with, with us that day, I think. But 
Okay, so take out. me back through, Gary. Which building was the arcade? Is it where they? So I think it's there was this building okay, straight ahead. That's the all, arcade. That that was all boarded up, and I that think that was City Hall, right? The the one with the pillars. Oh, that one was City Hall. No, this was definitely the arcade. Okay. Okay. And then I think DNS Video would have been where either the tax service was or the one next yeah. door. To I was thinking tax service because I remember it having like that. Yeah, I think. front look. Well, where like were that, Sports so. and Spurs? Oh goodness. Okay. Well, that that had to be where sports and well, because that had an upstairs. Now I'm really see. Confused. I feel like this was City Hall, where that's boarded up. Okay, the so arcade was definitely in that building. I know that. You're telling me the arcade was at Isn't City that, Hall. Yes. I think <laughs> okay, so. so so I could be wrong. Maybe it so was. sports and Spurs. It had to have been in one of these. I two. think it was in the tax service. I think it was, was one Jenny's was the Bridgeport Tampa. Leader. That was the Bridgeport leader. That one right there. As we okay. Pull. We, we okay. So where you get boots upstairs is right up there. Okay. Yeah. Now I'm thinking Sports and Spurs was right here. Because I guess no matter what, I guess Sports and it wasn't necessarily like a second floor. It was more like a uh, loft. Like a loft. Yes, I true. guess I would say. I'm positive that was the Bridgeport leader. Well, regardless. We spent some time in here <laughs> and going to Sports and Spurs, and again, I know I'm walking in some of these buildings. It's not as big as what I – but you'd walk in there and to get whatever iron, pick out your shirt. Oh, that was great. And you pick out your iron-on, mm -hmm. and there, it felt like there was about a 1,000 choices of uh, iron-ons you could get on your T-shirt. And, and credit to Montana Clothing also that was there before Sports and Spurs. I mean, that's where I – I talk about some of my Red Hill shirts with numbers on the back. That's where I got them. That was Montana. Um, and a thriving – that's what's sad, too. You come down, you know – we're not here a lot. Dave lives just south of town, but just that it's just how much the the downtown of Bridgeport. Yeah, was what it was at like, point and yeah. uh, not so much anymore for sure. But and I and I think I've told this story on the podcast. My birthday gift to Terry Kurtz. My mom gave me money and just let me go buy the T-shirt for Terry. I folded it up so she didn't see it, and they wrapped it up. And when Terry opened it, it was a it was a. <laughs> God. On the T-shirt, it was just a big pair of women's breasts, like in a bikini top, <laughs> and it just said, I'm a man, above it. That's what I gave him. He was like 11, maybe. Yeah, I mean, Harold definitely pushed the limits on what he has sold there. Uh, but, yeah, look, I mean, that's where the Legion was right there. Yeah. It's so small. Then we got People State Bank. Talk about our sponsors. People State Bank, uh, four convenient locations Lawrenceville and St. Francisville, but the ones we care about, Bridgeport and Sumner, and, and I know they, they support the community so much. And just this week, right, they did pack the place. Yeah, so. Tuesday night over at Lawrenceville, yeah, they paid well, everyone's admission into which, the game. Wow, that, that's incredible. In, which, the, in the days of, of big corporate banks, having a, a bank that supports the community is important. So go see Stacy and the team at People's State Bank. We appreciate them being a sponsor of the Old School Red Hill Podcast. And obviously, as a kid, I wasn't going in too many banks. I wasn't in there very many times. But the time and temperature, still there, but the time and temperature, because, you know, back then we didn't have phones, and I guess we probably assumed what time it was a lot of times, but we didn't really know what the temperature was, so if you ever need to know the, no. yeah, the time and the temp and, back and, in those days. And there were times, and I don't, I'm, I'm sure it was when we were playing down here, and nobody had a water bottle. No. Back then, no, I mean, you, you didn't drink any water. There was a drink. soda machine over one of those little. That was when we got soda. And pops. I remember going up to the bank, and it was hot. And you'd go in there, and they had a water fountain, and we'd go in there and grab yeah. a quick drink, and it was cool in there, and that was great. So, Gary, if you don't, well, can you go? No, we can't turn around. We need to talk about that street 
that oh, was in yeah, that. We'll, oh, yeah, so let's we'll, go over to the McLean's. Um, we'll head over that way. Yeah, so we're wa driving through Lanterman Park now. I remember it was a big deal when these old buildings, these old doctor's offices or school uh, school buildings got moved. They actually, like, moved those there. It was a big it was a big deal in Bridgeport. They loaded them up on a truck and, and moved them, which I feel like that's a pretty big undertaking. Yeah. To move a... I wonder if that rope's still hanging back there. You could swing back there back in the middle the of those woods. I never yeah, went never back. Been I was, back there. I was scared to go back there. The same old horses are still yeah, there. Yeah, still there. If you came you to talk about whoever did. built those and made mm -hmm. those. Those babies yeah. are still rocking yeah, we, 40 or 50 years later. We definitely. Yeah. I mean, when, I wonder what year. I mean, yeah. they were there when yeah, I was a mid, little kid, and mid I'm 70s and you're, Yeah, so late or early 70s they've been there since. At least. Little League Field still looking good. Yeah, they weren't brand new in the 70s. It didn't no, seem like. No, no, they had been around. Uh, Lanterman Road. Do we know where the name Lanterman comes from by chance? I don't. Brandon Smith Field that we're going to go by. That was dedicated to Brandon Watt back in the stopped right uh, late here. 90s. So just think about I mean, I'm more than one occasion watched Doug Grismer hit home runs off the top of the pavilion. Yeah. Like, that's a <laughs> shot. Yeah, I was here the day they dedicated that field. It was, uh, it was a yeah, it was the day of the moving ceremony. Yeah. That was when we were doing the uh, the Brandon Smith. I think it may have been was the first the same day as the scramble, first or yeah. second year of the Brandon Smith scramble for the scholarship fund, and it was nice that they uh, allowed that because for for my money he was the best little league player that well it, he had to be because he couldn't hit him well he probably did hit him off the pavilion but he was hitting the left field off this new little field down here we're gonna do a brandon smith full episode sometime but how many things can you say he was the best <laughs> it seems like when you start talking about anything it's like well then there's brandon who was the best mm -hmm. most most things for sure and then kyle andrews field um now the t-ball field and and when when I obviously played, and probably even you guys. This field wasn't here, right? No, no, that was. I think we actually had just the the bat, like the fence. One of those, you know, there wasn't the sides on it, but I think we had a fence there because I think we would take batting practice there every once in a while. Yeah, I also saw Josh Young. I think he hit in a Little League All Star game against a Noble, I believe it was. He hit three homers, and I think all of them hit the pavilion that, in in that uh, game. That was pretty impressive for uh, Josh. So. Is it this one or the next one? Well, I think it's this one. No, I think they're you. No, I, I think it was over there. Like turn. Okay, so real quick, you can't see what we're doing. We're we're leaving the well, park. It's probably right through here. And there was there was a story in the Daily Record. There was a big controversy. There was a road that was open and maintained by the city right here by. No, it was down so here's the, the McLean's one. house right there's here. There's McLean's old house right here by the park. What happened was someone drove out of their house. And they had dug a trench across this street, and he damaged his car, and he was upset because the somebody said, well, that's not really a street. It's private property. The guy put a dug a ditch across it. And I'm confused now. No, so this is 2nd Street. Yeah, was it 1st Street? Or I thought it was 3rd. 3rd? Which, we, which, but it wasn't that remember, way. Remember, First Street ended up being like somewhere in another part of town. Because I was, I was confused on the whole story, so I'm not going to be any help here trying to. All right, I'm going to show you where I think it was. Turn right. We need to pull we, up that article. We drove around the block here, and we're back at we're back Kyle at, Andrews yes, Field. Yes, right, right field of the Little League Field, right field corner. Okay, I thought it was down there closer to where that uh, no, car that is wash was. 
So anyway, the and the and obviously, whatever, whatever the guy. It didn't end up being a street, so it, it that side of here's where I thought it was, like right here, the right here. Okay, so somebody's like made a street here where I they put this garage. I, they, I don't know what was it. Was it Coolies that was there? Yeah, Coolies, good place to come for drinks and. Ice cream after a little league yeah. game. Or Zeb Acres had a restaurant there too called Zeb's for a while. Oh no, it was over there. Oh, I thought that's where you're talking about. No, no, there was actually a little building right sit right there on that little triangle. Area. I'd have yeah. to edit out that part about that street. That was a big dud. But yeah, I, 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 I pulled know. that up on the maps. I don't know where it was right there. H.I. Biggs Trucking. That's been rocking for a long time. Long, long time. Um, were you involved in any, as we crossed the railroad tracks, were you involved in that deal where everybody walked down and there was like a steam engine coming through town at one time? Oh. I know I was at the fifth and sixth grade. So yeah, I forgot. Yeah, it, and it never cool. It never came. Okay, right? it never, yeah, I know no, we all did, walked down here. Cause it did come, because, but it came late because I remember I was in kindergarten and I was in morning kindergarten. And I know my, my uh, papa, he said, Her, like we went down there, nothing shows up. And then like we go back home, and all of a sudden he heard. I guess he heard. <laughs> he heard the. So we got in the car and came down here. I think we missed it again, but I know we got back in the car to come come through here. This is a street that used to have. So oh, the wholesale house. Back on Olive Street, heading um, heading west, oh. where the wholesale house used to be, and I pizza house. Come down here and get just stacks of baseball because Gillette sponsored the baseball All Star voting. Just get stacks of those uh, all-star ballots to be able to vote. Chip and I found ourselves at the annex there, right yes. across the railroad tracks. Yep. Where wholesale annex is where I would always go. I just always remember them having it was like a just a big like screen door that would yeah uh, yeah it was just like hard. rickety that would <laughs> bang real hard when you closed it. And I feel I'd like I feel like the the original wholesale house like they had like a jewelry oh case. yeah fine yeah. jewelry. <laughs> it was like a it was like an offshoot of service merchandise almost yeah. is what I like. I'm connecting with it. Oh, because I, I know. I mean, they had everything. Down by Wolfie's now at one time, an actual auto dealership here in Bridgeport. I remember yeah. one thing the Smiths would do after baseball practice. We'd get in my – if the Smiths were taking me on for practice, they'd come by come by Wolfie's and stop at the pop machine and get a oh, really? pop out of the machine here. I mean, that's how you, – you, you now you go to Casey's or something like that, but you didn't have the, as many options back then. They, well, I guess they had a there was a gas station there too. Yeah, they right had a, yeah, across the street. Yeah, Wolf's. Okay, yeah, so station. that must be where that. I'm guessing that's where the pot machine was. Now we're in this neighborhood. <laughs> I don't know what neighborhood. Well, we're at Oil Street. Oil area. and Chestnut. When we take when you ride your bike on every street in Bridgeport, you can't forget Oil Street. Some political signs in the yard. <laughs> Everybody seems to be leaning one direction. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then go, or you don't have to go, but back up there where the pizza house was originally, when the golfs had uh, that, the original spot there on Olive Street, the pizza house, and and man, I had some good times in there. Holy cow! Well, so um, did Chip and I did too, and just in, inadvertently pizzas. on delivery days or delivery nights. Rana holds. Bob Bowser and myself all got started at about the same time. Um, they were they didn't have any delivery people, and I started, and I was doing them all. I mean, I, for the time, I was making some good cash, yeah. and I needed more help. I couldn't even take a day off, so I got Bowser on, and Rana worked the inside, and and uh, just man, we had some good times there. And then you guys would ride around with me on the weekends, and the music was so. 
I just think of uh, Tiffany. Late I think we're alone now. That's music. that's the song. Cherry Bomb, Melon Camp, In Excess, Need You Tonight. I always connect I Won't Forget You by Poison to that, as I've mentioned on about seven podcasts now. <laughs> Michael Jackson, The Way You Make Me Feel. That was a good good era in music. Always a beauty shop right there. So downtown Bridgeport. And talk about another sponsor. We had lunch. Gray's Restaurant in Bridgeport. You know where they're at. Dine in, carry out, give them a call, and they will have it ready for you. We all went with the double cheeseburger today, of course, and fries. Yep, yep. And man, that the cheeseburger is as good as always. The fries were just as good. That, oh, the God. fries, have, they had their – I mean, I know Todd's out of town, but Todd put his A-team in place. Uh, work. He knew we were coming, had the uh, A-team back there cooking because it was an incredible meal. It really was. It was great. Um King went with a bacon double cheeseburger. Dave, did, did the bacon disappoint? No. And as I said, I, 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 I know tradition is the just double cheeseburger, but take that tradition and add bacon to it. You can't go wrong. Yeah, it was really good. So, Gray's Restaurant in Bridgeport, go see them for uh, for dinner. Of course, hand-cut steaks, catfish, tenderloins, those great cheeseburgers, and they've got daily specials. Um, every day on the Facebook page for lunch, so check that out. Uh, Beef Manhattan seems to be a, a staple on Wednesday, so go see them. Let the Gray family cook for your family today. And they've got a lot of selling some German foods now. I saw on the Facebook yes. page. So yeah, I saw schnitzels that. or something yeah. now. I don't Wiener schnitzel. Yeah. So this across the street here from where JD's Tavern is, my dad at one time owned two, two or three buildings wow. in there. One of them's gone. So if you look up, stop right here, Gary. If you look right up there at the top of that building. Okay. So the building that was next to it that's not there anymore is actually we lived, and it was this huge apartment up there. Oh, I remember as like a little four-year-old walk, the steepest yeah. steps you've ever walked up. I mean. <laughs> so when I was a kid, and I'm talking uh, second, third, fourth grade in that era, it, like in the middle of the night, I would climb out my bedroom window, and I could walk this whole block because uh, those buildings were on connected. On top of buildings? On top oh of the buildings. I never heard that story. It was, it was fantastic. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I used to walk, and I would stand where that chimney is. I would stand right there and just look out over the city of, the of city. Bridgeport. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd love to get up there. That was such a great apartment, I guess is what you would call it. And and I, I'm never, never sure that – Dad was selling ten cent coffee, but was able to. Yeah, I don't know what make, all we were selling. <laughs> <laughs> Allen's lived here for a while. Oh, that's right. Well, I forgot about that. Yeah, I see Jim Jennifer, Allen's first cousin all the time, Denny Brunson, over at. The, uh, my, he goes, What's his nickname? The uh, The American Dream. The American Denny Dream, Denny Brunson. <laughs> Chip was it Kathy Kleeman or uh, Jennifer Walker that lived. That Kathy Kleeman. Keep up with us, yeah. folks. We're going to go rapid fire here. <laughs> Talking about the cousin of the hour. That question was regarding to. Yeah. Uh, and, reg and related to Denny Brunson, I think, somehow, too. Yeah. She's a from the Allen side of the family. When you look at that church right there, first person you think of is? Dwayne Ambrose. For me. Neil Heath for me. Uh, Brenda Fuller. Cub oh. Scouts. That's where our Cub Scout troop met. Oh, look at you. I may be breaking a law right now that I'm parked in front of the, the Bridgeport Fire Station. All-time favorite Bridgeport fireman, Chip Jamerson. Um, Boatman. Steve Boatman? Really? <laughs> does he fight Myers? Oh, yeah. Probably. <laughs> it's not he Terry seems like Andrews. one of those guys that does everything I, in town. Listen, I, I, I got to well, go. Well, Terry was the obvious answer, so... <laughs> 
I will research here if Steve Boatman actually is a I'm volunteer. Sure I have a feeling he probably was. Juice, Juice showed up really fast, put out a mower fire for us this fall. So I'm, I'm throwing him. I'm throwing, well, I'm throwing him. I feel like you could have put that out yourself. Uh, I don't know. Well, good for. I mean, yeah, they, to get all the way down there quickly yeah. and get a fire out. That's I, solid. I'm shocked that you're in our district. We, well, the, we're not the field. The field that the fire was at is. Oh, okay. Now, if you called and the field wasn't, would they have referred you? I don't know. I mean, that's just <laughs> where the location was. And he actually got the fire out on the mower, and then the field caught on fire then, like, five oh. hours later. Oh, God. Like, and then it all come back. And then, and then, Didn't your dad burn a barn down this year, too, at one point? Uh, that was three years ago. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but how much was it – how exciting was it on a – Probably the second Saturday in May when everyone got to gather there at the when you got dropped off at the fire station for the yeah. Little League opening uh, ceremony. Man, yeah, usually awesome. that, that morning is when you would go around town and sell the stickers. Stickers, yep. Or not sell, but take donations for the stickers, which I love the smell of those. I can smell those right now. Yeah. And um, they're on windows throughout town. You do that in the morning, raise some funds for the Little League, and then at night you'd have opening ceremonies. Hey, Gary, I want to do something. Turn around in Andrew's parking lot while you're turning around. We'll talk about Andrew's Insurance Agency of Bridgeport, now part of the Burkhart Insurance Agency and Dr. Martin's old location. You know where that's at. Um, What's their phone number, Brian? Well, their phone number is 945-FOOD. Uh, no, nine. It's <laughs> close. <laughs> <laughs> 945-2881-Terry and Juice are your independent agents. Give them a call so you can uh, sleep at night knowing you are protected. Andrews Insurance Agency. Um, what I want to do, Gary, is go in, turn in like you're going in the apartments and go back there. This is an interesting view of Bridgeport that you don't normally see. And I once in back, a while, yeah turn, yeah, turn in there. Speaking of the Fullers, they after they left Adams Street, they moved here. That house is no longer there where they lived, but right next to the apartment building. So if I was going like up to my grandma's house a lot of times and I was on foot, I would cut through here yeah. and then up back by the Cunningham's house and then a little bit shorter. Yeah, this is how we would walk from seed school to Cub Scouts after school. We would cut through here. Yeah, so you like right there's the funeral home. So this is and then the you could see the Smiths house from here right let me see where yeah, it was over, it was over there yeah yeah where we played lots and lots of wiffle ball kevin tucker then of course lived in that house was i the only one that came in this apartment building with jason southwood after a basketball game one evening oh wow <laughs> I, yeah. me- I remember he lived here I yeah i used I, to come to brian laughlin's uh, mom's apartment here all the time. I I don't know if I've ever been in there, but what what was the story with you in Southwood? I, it was like after a Red Hill girls basketball game, and um, what year? Like ninety ninety one. Okay. And um, I not sure. I brought him home, and he must have had me come in for a little bit. Oh. I was only in there for like a couple minutes, but he's one of the nicest guys. Uh, Jason Southwood was always such a nice, nice guy. Like where was where was his apartment? Like what part of? Like, was it downstairs? Or upstairs. Up- okay. I think I, I'm Laughlin, picturing upstairs. Yeah. Yeah. Pat Laughlin, where Brian and his mom lived, that was in the basement. And I and, and the song I remember um, listening to Andy Gibb. Andy Gibb. Uh, I'd have to look it up. It was an Andy Gibb song okay. I remember. Um, Just past there. Chad Hill's wife, I believe. Mindy, Mindy well, Mindy Cop. Mindy, Mindy Cop Hill. Baldwin's Old House. What street are we on here? Griggs, is that right? Griggs, Street. Griggs and Lanterman, Cunningham's, Andy Gibb, Cameron's and driving Young's. a nice car. Cameron Young, Young. 
I Just Want to Be Your Everything. That okay. was the name of that song, not Everlasting Love. We're coming up on a very important house to Gary and Brian here. Well, not this one particular. It was, mm. well, location. The, the, the location for sure. Police car there. This is the anti-give vehicle I was discussing. And you heard that song at Brian Laughlin's apartment? That's basement right. Basement apartment, okay. <laughs> I think I may have actually lip-synced it. Still, still connects, huh? It does. I was feeling nostalgic last night and uh, with today's upcoming. and I got on YouTube and I just typed in Solid Gold. Watched an episode of Solid Gold okay, hosted yeah. by Andy Gibb. And do you remember who his co-host was? Seventies. Uh, Don Cornelius? No. Seventies uh, group, female singer. Oh, I think it was Soul Train. Always one, I consider one of the most beautiful women in music. Marilyn McCoo. That's right. All right. Of the fifth dimension. They were just in the tournament two Can't days ago. Can't hardly tell. He's a brother of the Bee Gees. So, so we're here at church and um, church and Griggs. I always thought your grandma should have a Griggs, Griggs address. address. Um, six, six oh six Church Street. Six oh six. The reason why they didn't was because when the house was originally built, the front door was over here. Okay. Great little side yard. The next door neighbor's house. They obviously they bought that land and. Zoysia grass is still there. My grandpa planted. So this was just a classic. You you know, you got the Goffs. You got J.I. Westall on the corner. The Ashes, one of the Ashes lived there. Mary Kurtz and Frank lived there. You got Don Ferguson. Seed School. My gosh. Robert Robert Hale lived here in this house? Yes. Yes, he did. The Mayflower trucking. Yep. Doesn't seem like that semi would have fit in here right now, but it did back in the day. Yeah, no kidding. So... We're at Seed School now. Feel free to pull in. Yeah. So. Oh, you're gonna, are you actually going to the playground? Well, drive in <laughs> I there. Yeah. I wasn't thinking about that. Well, if there's like glasses, I don't want <laughs> to. Go drive in there. If there's glass from the old Seed School, I'm picking up a piece. <laughs> I see some. <laughs> King's already spotted glass. So the school <laughs> okay, so went to about here. So Gary's no, heading toward the, the school was way back there. This is the basketball. Gary's thing. heading toward the basketball court now. Okay, where it looks yeah. like he's driving. <laughs> Yeah, so you're about to hit the goal, right? Yeah, it's right here. More glass. There was a goal <laughs> where? Was there like a? Right at, like right at the edge of the. Okay. Should <laughs> you want to pick that up? In the higher. <laughs> in the higher. So where the grass is, not the glass, that's right. where the school That's where was. the building stood, yeah. So we're. So I was trying to figure out how deep that home run was. To not, it wasn't very far. <laughs> was <it? laughs> well, we were using a tennis ball. Yeah, I mean, I remember we regularly hit him off the glossers' roof yes. as we got older. Then that alternative basketball goal was right in here. Yeah, yeah. that was right. right. Here's our side playground. You can, you can fit a lot of basketball games here. I mean, it had four baskets. And that little tiny one on the other mm-hmm. side on the first was, grade oh, side. Great basket. I was counting that one. <laughs> okay, that was real short. Because there's three on this side. Super short. The Eckeses on the corner, former dance team member, Jerry Eckes. I know you mentioned the pet or um, the Glossers, but you have to mention Dusty Petty. He lived there before the Glossers what did. Was his and Shore's Good Pizza. Shore's Good Pizza. Co- I wouldn't, let, wouldn't mind driving over there in a few minutes. What was Dusty's sister's name? Andrea. Andrea, that's right. Well, you knew it was time to go home when Harold Tucker would come out and whistle real loud. You knew that's when it was time to go home for the night. Multiple so, episodes. <laughs> Um, oh, Andy, good. we don't need to hear you again, Andy. No, I don't think so. 
once was enough for yeah, me. Yeah, so yeah, I was never part of the Harold Tucker. It's, it, we've talked about it before. It's different different sides of town. Every like each town had kind of like their own vibe to it. Each side of town had their own vibe, and we I was out till dark, but it was um, on the uh, west side of town, which I'm sure we'll be at later on in this cruise. Yeah, it might be there for a while. So we're heading up to Shores Good Pizza right there at the corner of Winkler and Seed Street. All your pizza favorites. Shores Good Pizza. For the longest time, you can still see that on the side. Yeah, of the yeah, I know. Yeah. I was disappointed that they put siding over it now. So Shores was just this little how, bitty. Is it this little yeah, bitty? Yeah, right there. Yeah, oh, the there's the brick. There's Maybe you can't see it. Wonder it, how long that was open. I don't feel like it was a terrible amount of time. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, it was not long. And I wonder. No more than one school year. Could you like? Could you just open? I guess a restaurant anywhere. I yeah, as long as you get your li- your you know license from the health department, your food handling license. Now this is the Hughes has lived here, right? Merrill. I knew they lived close yeah. to the school, so Merrill, Merrill Billy, Hughes, Steve, Steve Cotton Hughes, Billy Six Gun. Well, I thought Hughes. they were on the other side. No, I'm pretty sure it was right there because it was okay. Yeah. I remember one time swinging over here on these swings and seeing Bill Hughes approach from like this direction. Oh, wow. So I'm sure he's coming from his house. Was he guess. dribbling a ball? <laughs> yes, had to be. <laughs> I'm guessing he got home from school, came over to the seed school, and shot some hoops. Because like after school, I was waiting for my dad. Looks like there at seed school, there is an H.J. Rice sign for sale. So if you guys want to maybe purchase that little plot. We should have purchased it before it, like, yeah. we should have purchased it. I mean, one of those things in life, like, you should have done this. This was the Hughes' house, wasn't it? No. Um... No, I, th- I'm positive the Hughes lived right down there. Well, tonight, can you ask him? We'll so, Billy did you live at Arlington and Winkler or uh, Arlington and. Uh, Jeff Purcell lived there for a long time, I know, in yeah, that that's house. That's true. So, it's Arlington and Winkler or Arlington and School? I'm telling you, it was on. Because Jake's Grocery was right here, right? No. That Jake's was on the Grocery was best. So, it was, so Billy did live on that. It was the other side. You guys I still feel like that's his house, though. So we're pretty sure you lived at Arlington and Winkler now? Yes. I'm I, not. I am. I'm not. Speaking of that, might be a place after Little League practice. <laughs> you need a pop. You pop right machine there. sitting right out in the middle of a field here in Bridgeport. Well, you know, you got a basketball hoop right yes. here. No, here's. That's where the Hughes lived. Oh, so we're at. No, this is the same place we just drove by. No, it's not. That's uh, we're down a block from Yeah, we're down a block. Yeah, that's where the Hughes lived. They lived at 706. Okay. I knew it had that I knew I, it had that angle. Yeah, okay. That, and so did that house okay. over there. So, that's so where was definitely. Jake's at then? So Jake's was across, yeah, there, across, there. across the street from there. Yeah. Okay. It's gone. Okay. So the Hughes lived at 706. We don't even have to ask Billy at the game today. No, we that know. is 100%. It had that that cat right. I th- I'm angle. Guarantee, I guarantee it was the same builder that built their house that built that house over there. An astute observation. <laughs> So, yeah, we're on this east end of town. Oh, we're not going by the Tucker's house. Interesting. We might. Uh-huh. I was actually date or thinking about something else at the moment. There's just so much. So, just for your reminders, if you haven't gotten to know the host as much yet, I remember Dave was a rural route, so oh, yeah. doesn't have as many of these connections no. to the town. I mean, it's... As none of them, it's not, it's not nothing, they, every rural kid you would say that for. I right. mean, they, um, I just, it was a different, just a different life yeah, if you Schrader, lived in the country. You know, Schrader lived on Church Street, you know, for years, but I was 
we were more rural friends. I, I yeah. you know, I just really, really never came up to town too much. Yeah. So now we're at. Uh, and we might head to Washington School later, Dave. So this, then you'll be full of stories. Gillespie, four hours till right. tip off. I'd love to get in there and yeah. check out <laughs> the classrooms in there. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> Harold so Tucker. Okay, Tucker, he's got that garage back there. I saw him posting about several years ago building, put a lot of time into that. I wonder how he ended up leveling up that backyard. Remember that question yes. was posed on yes. Facebook? Somebody, do you remember what people uh, no. advised how to do that? A metal box springs from a... Oh, okay. We got the Buckeye tree was right up here. Maybe still got, got the Ferguson sign there on the house. Welcome to the home. Buckeye, there's the stump of the Buckeye tree. Yeah, uh, that's the stump of the Buckeye tree. Good call, Gary. Right here's where Gary went face first down the street on a bicycle. Good to see some kids hooping. Yeah, R ramped right off that hill right there, right and landed right in the side of the house. That was the, well, that was the other wreck. Yeah, that wasn't the. So this was a great corner here. You had Martha Ernst, the longtime school nurse. On the corner, and, and then, then later the, the Putneys. Putneys. Yeah, uh, say John Lee and Putney. Martha Casper at great, one point. Great house. That that house is awesome. Of course, Bobby and Clifford York. Huge inside. Is Bobby and Clifford's house gone? Well, looks like it's gone. Uh, Bobby and Clifford. So, so this was your 815 was your guys' 815 house? 815 yeah. Gray Street. And then Trust Mills across the street there. Yeah, Bobby and Clifford's house was right there. It's gone. Completely gone. Sorry, Bob and Cliff. Then the Cruels are here on the corner. Yeah. City dog catcher, Chad Cruels in my class. Constance Irway, um, yeah. the grandmother of the Cruels. There's the classic. And speaking like restaurants, it just popped up. That's Bill Gray. It was right here, Chip, on the corner, wasn't it? Yes, Bill Gray's restaurant. Um, Would that have a five-year run, give or take? Oh, Bill Gray's Five-month run, maybe. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was my sophomore year was the only, for a few months of my sophomore oh, year. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought, yeah. it, I thought it had like a well, go Yeah, we'd run, run over there for, uh, I remember run because I remember slipping on ice and going flying running over there one day after ah. for lunch. and um, Just to get fur to be first? Yeah, because I mean, you had to get your order in, and uh, the cheeseburgers that Bill cooked back there, on that, I mean, he cooked right out there, and you could see it all being done, and... They were tremendous. I mean, I wish the restaurant would have stayed. Turning on off of uh, onto Lanterman Street, heading south now, going by uh, Danny Land, uh, John Land's house. We just passed them. Right here on the corner, Randy and Dude Martin lived there, which is Deb Parrott's sister for a long time. Two houses down from Deb in between them. That's the house that Chuck and Sherry Ash lived in with little Chucky and Jeremy. The parrot home. The Snaps lived there. Blubber Snap was the owner of the Hilltop Tavern. Ginger, Nancy, and Jody. Mike Cress. Vivian Cress. Mary Cress. Mary Cress there on the corner. No, that was on the corner up by the Holtzes. The Cresses live right there. <laughs> Turn left. <laughs> We, let's pause for so a second. So if you're at home oh, and listening, I think Brian's lost. Who lived in that? I thought the Cresses lived closer to Seed School, but. Yeah, the Cresses lived up. I'll show you where the Cresses lived. Well, I just did. Maybe, <laughs> maybe they lived in two houses. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they, I mean, they may have moved at some point. 
I'll show you where I... Maybe this is I'm where, wrong. if anybody has like an 80s Bridgeport phone book, this is what I've been meaning to ask for. Because I know oh, some people say, I would love to have an 80s Bridgeport phone book for addresses and things. Oh, wow. Smoke Dog's sign's still up and everything. So, I mean, it? yeah, it could reopen at any time. I mean, you know someone's got that phone book somewhere in a garage. Oh, yeah. I'm sure there's all, yeah, there's people, there's all kinds of people don't throw anything away. I'm going to show you where the crest has lived. Okay. But they... <laughs> They had to have lived in two houses, though, because when you said Kyle that... Turner's that fat, Kyle Turner's house, sorry. <laughs> um, also, uh, Tommy McCullough lived there. Yes, right next door to each other, they lived. Um, but I do remember the Cresses living here. Now, that I wouldn't have ever thought of that. But I'll show you where I associate the Cresses. Do I turn left? Yes. And I'm not sure where the Cresses live, but for some reason, I just think close to seed schools. Like, what comes to my mind? Like, I can remember seeing them up well, in Well, you don't area. have long to wait. I'm going to show you. How long, how Vivian many lived there for sure. How many times have we said Cress in the last 45 <laughs> seconds? Um, so keep going up to church and turn right. Yeah, this is. I hope this is entertaining. We're having a blast. Um, so I hope you are, too, listening. What is this song? I don't know. Oh, it was. Oh, it's Rick Astley. It's, oh, it's I don't, a I don't weird version of <laughs> Rick Astley. So right here is where the Cresses lived. Hmm. Yeah, I don't have any. Chris Seitzinger's house now. Which house was the Dillard's house then? Um, Dillard's didn't they live? Maybe this one. I knew it was something with a. So maybe this is. Uh, I didn't think it was. No, or it, this it, was one, down right? there, it was down there. Down me. there more, okay. That we just passed the old Schrader abode. Yeah. I remember where Ash it was. It had a nice <laughs> nice pool. Did you ever go swimming in that pool, Dave? Yeah, a couple times. Of course, Cindy Brown, when they moved to town, they moved in that house there right next to our, her, her uh, baseball manager friend, Jamie Gray. Second um, Cindy Brown mention of the day. Enjoy EMF for a while. I think that's who sings this. Uh, oh, yeah. With a background by Andrew Dice Clay. That's great. Uh, I think a spring of 91 song, I believe. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time graduation. I was going to say, a huge gra chip graduation song. You know that's actually Andrew Dice Clay. I know now. Chris Lyles lived in this little house here in the corner. The Brummets, now Kevin Tucker. You're unbelievable. <laughs> It definitely sounds like him. So I know, it definitely is. Yeah. Hello. Somebody on their porch. There's a Smith's house. Smith's, out. then Kevin Tucker. Man, we played a lot of wiffle ball in that yard. Smith's, 518 Gray Street. Purcell's, of course, at 542 Gray. We're at 18 and 42, right by – we've talked about Bridgeport <laughs> Street numbers before. <laughs> it was good to see uh, from across the restaurant, saw Maria Preston and, and her mom um, – with her brother Martin, Pam, and Chad Andrews, saw them at Texas Roadhouse. Okay, I thought you were going to say they were Grace. I was like, oh, Maria no, no. was at Grace. <laughs> oh, no, no. Texas Roadhouse. Vincent. And once you started naming everybody else, I knew which way you were going. At first, I thought they were like, wow, how did I miss that? <laughs> Who did we see today, old school? Uh, D. Stout walked in yeah. as we were walking out. Chad Roney. It's a long-time friendship and connection. Are they related somehow or just – Friends for I don't know. I, I connect it. those two together for decades. Oh, I'll throw Lonnie Moan in there. Yeah, that was the third one I was <laughs> going with there. Just Doug Cummins. This is all fenced off. That's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, 
why is that, you think? Keep people, all, like, riding bikes on the track, I think. I mean, you can still get in the back, but... Um, yeah. You have you can't like get up. You have to like kind of like wind your way through it. I wonder to, why there's no signage on there signifying the Robert Clymer Music Building. It was dedicated to such, right? Yeah, yeah no, it'd be it's nice to get wrong. some lettering on the front there. Well, we've got junior high volleyball now, so, <laughs> so that's our next. Thing. Our next thing is getting a sign for the. Yeah, I mean, it look, that would be great. Right there is where I would put it. And for people, I don't know, especially for kids, you kids now. I don't think people understand exactly what Robert Clymer did at that school. My goodness, he was—he just churned out a music program for a small school like like no one else. I mean, probably the—I mean, I never—all I had all I had him for was study hall, but I mean, probably the most valuable teacher in Hill history. I mean, is he the MVP? Well, I, I think mean, he's up there. I mean, there's I mean, no there's no question. Um, I do want to mention, as we just drove by, we've talked about the uh, previous incarnation of the Pizza House, but let's talk about this incarnation of the Pizza House, and that is Tyler Griffin's Pizza House, right there across from the Dog Pound Chip. If you wanted to call and order a pizza, what would you dial? I would dial 945-3663. That's 945-FOOD. 945 Food. Check out their Facebook page. They've got their monthly special, which on uh, the oh, I don't have it in front of me. We'll talk about that tonight on the podcast, I'm sure, and describe that scrumptious employee pick pizza of the month. Yeah. But otherwise, four to nine, Tuesday through Sunday. And then, of course, on the first Friday of every month, they're open for lunch from 11 to 1. So make sure you. When it's time for pizza and you want Bridgeport-style pizza, like David King does so often. Dave, what is your favorite? If you called 945 Food, what would you order more than not? Sausage, pepperoni, meat lovers, you know, something okay. in that, in okay. that, in that, in that line. Of, in that genre? Yeah. All right. I know back when the Lands owned the Pizza House, man, those 18-inch pies were big. Yeah. Heavy. Heavy pies. Well, I did get one of their specialty pizzas. Last summer, it was the some kind of the Philly cheesesteak, wasn't it? No, it was a uh, like barbecue chicken. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was that's good. a popular. It was, it was really that's been back too. a couple yeah. of times yeah. by popular demand. So nine four five food. Go see Tyler Griffin again. Just like all of our sponsors, they really support local athletics and events. So go see Tyler Griffin and the folks at the Pizza House. I know when I lived in, when we lived in this house here at 1045 Adams Street, I had a lot of 7-inch pepperoni pizzas delivered there on Saturdays for lunch. I think it was like a 7-inch and a, a drink was like five and a quarter, I think. Was yeah, it, was it would cost then. you 50 cents delivery fee and then a tip. So well, I knew the delivery guy, so I don't think I ever had to pay for that. <laughs> oh, yeah, if I delivered it. I was like, oh, God, he wants another pizza. <laughs> All right, so we're going to go down here and then swing back down through Adams and yeah, so we're them. we're on that west end of town. So now we're in the side of town that I grew up. I now I and, and I hey, stop yes. here for a second, Gary. Uh, as we went into the fifth and sixth grade center today, and things seemed to get smaller. <laughs> yes. that yard has not gotten any smaller. No. That is one heck of a front yard. Yes, we're down on that. Um, Part of Adams Street. Um, We're getting turning around somebody's driveway. We're about to get shot. <laughs> it's a big driveway. It's inviting. Uh, but this yard is monstrous. 
and I, I don't I don't think I've ever known who lived here, but that's a lot of mowing. <laughs> it is. All right, so we're going to go back down. Gary turned around, avoided gunshots <laughs> as we were stared at. Now, I noticed in my driveway of my old house in 115 Adams that um, car aced seven. Isn't that like Tad Schick's car or something? You we, know what? Now that you say that, I think. Because we is. talked to him about it at the um, – <laughs> Because at the scram, because he because he had a whole because he like won the car or something for getting a hole in one on the seventh oh, hole. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's parked at my house right now. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Tad is um, <laughs> aced seven. Well, that's interesting. <laughs> Hope there's not like a secret reason he's there. So what gonna, a street. I'll go back up and turn down Madison. What a street though. Yeah, I'm mean, not sure why we drove so fast. Yeah, we pull, pull the port, <laughs> let's pull on the port and talk for a little bit or something. Um, so you've got on the corner, you got Penny, the Dale and Penny Cooper. Yeah, do, do we need to find a place Angie down there to Jackie, park? I don't know if there is a place. Heather, we of won't course. Get stared at. And then. So yeah, we're down here on this side of the street. So we had, um, and Jim Seed still lives here in the same house. I'm pretty sure. So. Um, would this one be Jim Seed's house right here, or the next one over? Uh, pretty sure Jim still lives here. I think it's this house. Which one was this? That one was the Stevenson's, right? Is it that one? So was that Stevenson's and Seed this one? I think so. Yeah, Jim Seed the next one. And then, um, of course, the Fullers lived there and some other people after the Fullers. I know, um, oh gosh, uh, Max Fields lives in the Fullers' house now. I can taste that Stevenson tea right now. That's probably the most popular drink on the uh, on the. Uh, yeah, that's podcast. the official. Uh, Patty Stevenson's iced tea is the official drink of the old school Red Hill <laughs> podcast. No question. So yeah, we, my parents moved out of this house in like what 2008, 2007, 2008, and um, the Shears actually bought it from us. So the Shears own our old house now and then rent it out justin and his dad do they rent it to ted schick <laughs> <That's it. laughs> that will be a question tonight <laughs> yeah we'll have to figure that out so maybe one of tad's kids lives there or, oh, something? Yeah. or we have to edit all this out <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was the stevenson's i feel that's jim seed right there stevenson's okay. the one by where we were parked okay. i think all and right. then fuller's yeah Jamerson's. I can remember when these apartments when these were erected. They, yes, that was. It felt a like a, like a monstrosity of a building. Yeah, it was very exciting seeing all the construction, and everything. So yeah, I mean, I could I could just sit in this yard and I could like, turn out several podcasts fact, right here. Talk about small, like that feel felt like a great big yard. Yeah, that, we and we more the garage got the garage was, used to not be there. We yeah. added the garage on that took away the baseball field in the side. But the yard. same thing with here. I mean, where we lived, which yeah. is funny, we lived in both of these houses. Yeah, there was a lot of football played right there. You the, had a lot of big trees yard. right here that blocked. But oh yeah, but yeah, my field was great because you had the Shiloh Parsonage right next to us, which was like a left field wall. Um, oh yeah, there was like these those evergreen trees. Yeah, I forgot about that. Uh -huh. Those were terrible trying to mow around. I, uh, so, one memory I have of when you guys lived in this house here on Franklin Street, um, you had the mailbox there, I'm sure in the same, your dad was doing something to the mailbox, and that pole was about 20 feet in the air. Do you guys remember when your dad was putting, <laughs> no. it was the, now it was the, one of the funniest here. things I've ever seen, you like, I mean, so that pole must be like 
15 feet underground because it was the, you sh- that mailbox was like way up in the air. Now, we know things seem bigger back then. It was probably like six or seven, but still you don't normally see a mailbox six or seven feet up in right. the air. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was funny. <laughs> well, It's it, probably the same pole that that's built on right now, yeah, I'm sure. Pull, stop there. Let's look at the bottom. You can uh, see the pole. Yeah, I mean, that's the one that he was put in, installing in the ground. That baby's going nowhere. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's structured well. It's going to get nothing to, to get hit. <laughs> and we've talked about in this whole block here the mass of so many great kids, uh, just a great kids' neighborhood, an old school kids' neighborhood. I feel like that. That whole thing was more open back then. That whole square block. There's yeah. There's been a lot of sheds. Yeah, a lot of new stuff built back there. And so we're going by the Ray's house right now, where Ashley Ryan lives now, and where a lot of houses have um, gone downhill since we remember them from the eighties. Some are not even there anymore. They've been torn down. The Ray's house is one where I give like Ashley Ryan credit. Like he's actually done upgrades to that house, and it has even made it look even better than it did in the eighties. So. You don't. You can't say that for very many houses yeah. in Bridgeport. That basketball goal on the Rays, or yeah, it's right. still there. I've was, shot a lot of baskets on on the Kurtz's goal. It's not there anymore, but we played a lot the of Kurtz's garden. If we can get back there and walk on that ground where that where a lot of food was grown. Like, I just wonder, like now, how many kids? A lot of people. How many kids are you know at a time where we're on Mike Ray's like pad of the basketball court pad and just getting having fungos ground balls hit at us and. I just don't think that probably happens as and much that, anymore. And that's part of, that goes back to those regional championship teams. I mean, those – I mean. He wasn't taking it easy on you either. And then Riz Reed saw – was doing a little bit of research last night. Um, Riz Reed mentioned in a lot of the Lions Club meeting okay. minutes, minutes. What a great neighborhood this was. Yeah, look back there. There's where the famous garden was. And Kurtz worked that garden too. Yep, that was his. That was his pride and joy. I think you might be able to get a good shot here, Gary. We're at the Bletso's house. Yeah. Oh, that's a great, great shot of the garden. So we got the Bletso's with the Coopers right across the street. Oh, got a, some yeah. things from Chewy <laughs> on the playground or on the front porch of the. Yeah, that, oh, full moon <laughs> out. <laughs> I missed that. Yeah, it was a guy. At our house, bending over, doing <laughs> something. And about, well, a, a really nice percentage of his crack was showing. Ubalacker. I really like that so many people have moved, but you still like you were. It goes Gognet, Ubalacker, Cooper. Who was Still it? holding strong today. P.D. Rosen. P.D. Rosenberger. Rosenberger lived in that house. So, yeah. do you, you guys would have been too young. P.D. had that. I, I don't even know what that was he had downtown. I yeah, know. I didn't realize he owned something downtown. I mean, it was like a. I don't know if it was like a soda shop or what. Okay. It, I, mean, I, 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 I don't know what it was. I'll have to ask my mom. She'll know. Um, Debbie Scott, of course, lived right there. Oh, she sent me a text. I was going to read this about Ooh. Debbie's uh, uh, Debbie Scott Utt, of course. Uh, she was She's a big fan of the podcast. We were talking about what we're doing. She sent me a text. says, enjoy your trip down memory lane tomorrow. Last time I drove through... I drove my paper route. I literally ah, had I half it. the town and didn't even realize it. From John McKim's on the highway to Vicki Ralston on Chestnut and everything. Wow. And everyone between gracious. your street to Maine. So on the so, nights she had to collect, like Friday nights where she had to take the, that, that was a, that's a lot of deliveries. So she went Can you imagine the, doing that in the winter? So no. basically she had down to the football field, right? Yeah. Or where's Chestnut? Let's see. Chestnut's down further down there. Than that. So... 
So basically this whole sweep of the town right through here, it was Debbie Scott's territory. And like you say, delivering may not be bad, but those poor kids <laughs> trying to collect. Just saw old school Travis Barker just getting into his truck. Okay. 1994 grad Travis Barker. Good football player for Red Hill. Driving by Kenneth and Button Lawthens. I don't know. I don't know if they still live here, but I'm going to That looks like a truck not. that Kenneth would drive. That's definitely where they live. Okay. It is. Okay. <laughs> oh, it, is? Like, it seems like he would drive that truck. Yeah. Nice, yeah. nice pickup truck like that. Got my hair cut there a few times. Uh, Buttons, I must have been looking at the wrong house. Buttons was a school bus driver, but she also cut hair. She, did, she was? Yeah. She was. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. I didn't know Buttons drove a bus. <laughs> she sure did. Yeah, she may have, now that you say that, she may have been in that picture I took of a, uh, that's in the 82 yearbook. She may have been in that picture. I, it was only just a, well, since the advent of Facebook that I found out her name was Ladora. Ladora Laughlin. How many Ladoras do you know? One, and I, I if it wasn't for you guys, I wouldn't know her. Where was the Griffin's house at? Right here, right? George Griffin? Yeah, right there. George Sr. and George Jr. Right behind the moose now where the uh, Red Hill class of 1991 15-year reunion took place. Now, where was the Varners where you had to pay your trash bill? Was it there mm. where Griffins live now? Yeah, that's... God, I was so scared to walk in there and do that. I remember doing that, but I can't think where that was. You know what was here for a while? Uh, the Digger's place. Oh, yeah, the Digger. gym, okay. right? Digger had his gym yeah. there. Yeah. <clears throat> I know it's where D. Holloway spent many of his hours. <clears throat> I say me and Putney. Me and Putney spent a lot of time in there my junior year. He'd get off work at uh, IGA, IGA. At, you know, eight thirty, nine o'clock at night. Then we meet up. Then we meet up there and work. Was out. that how you got pumped up for that blue white game? Oh yeah, for sure. Actually, it said what you know. I didn't work out that much at school. Didn't seem like, but we but kind of did that under the radar. And yeah, yeah that is interesting. Actually, got made the results. Actually, made a lot of progress. So, well, you had Digger there. How could you not motivate him? <laughs> well, he's very motivating. So. He, him and Bob Bagby are the, probably the best motivators this town's ever seen. The childhood home of Billy Gray, Tony Gaither. Childhood home right there. Right here. No, that's the Polks. Okay, Gaither so was back there behind us on the right. Danny Ash. Oh, so on the right. So right across the street from Billy Gray. Well, that's yes. a lot of coaching right there in um, <laughs> um, one Small little area. area. <laughs> Steve Powerhouse Potts lived or did live yeah, here. Yeah, right here. Got the, got the stop sign installed here when he's on the city council. Massive home in Bridgeport, one of the biggest. Josh and Jason lived somewhere. Yeah, the right youngs of one of these houses. Right was, down here to the right. Yeah. It was this on our uh, one of our Jeopardy trivia questions. Gray Street. What is Gray Street was the answer. They were two of the people I listed. Those are fun. Right there, 743s were the young. 743, that's yeah. right. Or Jason. This is Washington, right? Yes. Yeah. Or Washington, yeah. I had Gray Street on my mind. That was another, but yes, Washington's what I was think what I meant to say. Oh man, gosh, this just God. What I mean, I can't believe we're um, hour nine into this podcast. What a great <laughs> place to grow up. God, it was so just li like little things, like the that little alley by the hardware store, and just those little nooks and crannies of this town that you knew, and the, all the Murray girls lived here. There were a bunch of people that lived in that house. Yeah, yeah. it was. 
right across the street were the backyard of Herb and Joyce Young. We played a ton of ball in that yard, too. And football, football and baseball. Donnie, uh, Donnie Winters lived up the road. John Mack lived right here next to where Rosie's little grocery store used to was telling Chip we were at the b grade school at lunchtime how many kids were sprinting down this street to get the <laughs> get to the little store. Yeah, it was that just as 10, 11 year olds they let us just have free reign of Bridgeport <laughs> at lunchtime. Um, just go wherever we want as long as we we're back by the time the yeah probably a lot twenty years. Just take all. Yeah, think about that now. You're a you're a yeah, elementary I'm, school teacher. I can't imagine it. Yeah. I mean, well, you think about that too, because obviously you ate lunch and then you got to go outside. So the whole thing was probably an hour. So you had an hour just to run around, mm -hmm. just do whatever you wanted. I mean, <coughs> wow. This was. I've spent a lot of time through here too. The Grigsby's lived there, and then Tommy Tool, of course, lived right here on the corner. Well, that was a open field there but Tool lived there and played a lot of gosh just a lot of ball the leastie's home <sighs> but I don't know just a great great place to grow I mean up. this is like the coolest part of Bridgeport right here right by Andrew's insurance we have like very, all these roads converging it's yeah. a very unique part <laughs> very of town. difficult uh, tra tra navigating traffic wise <laughs> Like, I think this turn I just made is yeah, illegal. I, maybe. It absolutely is illegal. I just looked at the sign. <laughs> it's faded, but there is a, still a sign there. Where where have we not gone that we need to go by? Um, Man. I do real quick just want to mention our sponsors one more time before we sign off here. Uh, Gray's Restaurant in Bridgeport, Tyler Griffin's Pizza House, People State Bank, and Andrews. Insurance agency, part of the Burkhart Insurance Agency, but yeah, I remember when when the Vandemans built this house. Oh, this on, was modern. Yeah, that yeah. was like wow. Still looks great. Still modern. Yeah. <laughs> well, Brian, you've been talking about wanting to do this type of podcast for a while, and we we got it done. Yeah, I don't think, and honestly, I don't know that there's a terrible amount of editing I have to do. We, no. There's a couple spots that we. Maybe just people just can, let it ride. Just <laughs> let it ride. You can hit the, the thirty second yeah. fast forward button if you yeah, want. Yeah, if you uh, if this doesn't interest you, or uh, thanks for giving it a shot. And, and one thing I do when I have to get through a lot of podcasts, if people you know if you made it this far, you made it through the whole podcast. But if it's a feature you haven't used before, and like these podcasts are too long, put it on double speed, and your podcast gets over a hour, a ninety minute podcast. You can knock out in forty five seconds. Our voices will be a little bit faster, but. Try out that feature if you're having trouble getting through these long podcasts. And if you want a good laugh and make it sound like we're stoned, do the half speed. The half speed, yes. <laughs> um, oh, we haven't been in this part of town yeah, yet, yeah. but as we head back out. But, um, There's Gino's old house, another Gino's oh, yeah. old house. Dave, is <laughs> some of this, I mean, you're kind of like a listener in this. Is some of this stuff, uh, do, you, do you learn things? Or <laughs> is it funny? Is it educational? <laughs> is it boring? I mean, again. Again, I just I don't have the memories attached to it like you guys do. But is it fun listening to or is it boring? <laughs> Be honest. <laughs> I mean, I have fun riding around with you guys listening to it. <laughs> so hopefully the listener will, because Dave's kind of like a listener, getting the first <clears throat> listen to it right there. It'd be nice <clears throat> if uh, somebody. I mean, it's gonna mean it's gonna mean more to the people that right. grew up actually in town. It'd be great if we could get a note. And somebody actually followed, listened to the podcast, and drove our route. <laughs> Well, as we wrap up, I don't think there's any song that takes you back to Bridgeport in that time. And 
the Small Town Music Festival, we need to do a podcast on that sometime. Yeah. That was TJ, I, I, as far as I know, that was kind of TJ McClellan's baby. And, and, and I hope this is true because I've told this story before that everyone, every band had to play Small Town, right? That's the way I understood it. I didn't know that. Okay. I've heard that, and if it's if it's not true, it's fun to say. Uh, that. Yeah, I was. I've told that the laundromat uh, Ed Chapel. We could get into that. A little bit. <laughs> I've told that many times, so I don't know if that's true or not. But so we're going to leave this with uh, John Cougar Mellencamp, Small Town, as we. Cruise through the streets of Bridgeport on the day when old school comes home. And if you're listening to this, you probably already listened to the podcast that we did at the game tonight. But let's didn't know that was there. How much are are we looking forward to that being back in the gym? Now, when was the last time you were in the gym, Chip? Last time I was at a game in the gym was like 2007-8 season, I think. Okay. So, um, and Gary, you? I think mine was probably the when I was coaching uh, football the last year, so I think maybe like 2004 or 2005, I think maybe. Okay. It's been a long time for me. And then you guys were just there this season, so. Yeah. But but the last time we were all four in that gym at the same time, not sitting with each other, was the 1993 sectional championship game. So Um, that's just going to be so much fun. Gary was playing, Brian and I in the front row, and David in the chair backs. And we didn't really talk about it on this podcast, but we'll talk about it tonight, I'm sure, when – when you listen to that one, um, that we toured the fifth and sixth grade center today. Yes. And uh, that was awesome. It was awesome. Thanks to Gator for doing that. But all right, Gary, final thoughts? No, it was a good time. It was, uh, it's been a fun day so far. Looking forward to tonight. Good to, good to be back home. David King. Yeah, looking forward to the night. It's going to be great. Hope to see a lot of people there. Chip Jamerson, your thoughts? I am. Great cruise through Bridgeport. Like I said, something we've been wanting to do. I'm glad we got a chance to get together. Our schedules worked out. It was a good time. Can't wait till the game tonight. Three and a half hours till tip-off. All right. So I'm Brian Emmons with Chip Jabers and Gary Emmons, David King. We are Red Hill. Let's go white. And I can breathe in a small town.